Hello and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you are tuned in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. So what is going on, community? What is going on? I'm very happy to be back here with you all for another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And today we are diving into our theme, our series that I mentioned on Friday's podcast episode that I put out. I put out this really, really spontaneous podcast episode. I just really felt compelled to come to speak to you all. And I put it out this past Friday and I gave you all a teaser in that episode, letting you all know that I will start diving into a series. And in this series, we will be discussing for the next several weeks, the theme will be psychological warfare. So today, you all, in our theme, in our series, what we will be discussing pertaining to psychological warfare is the Jezebel image and the black millennial woman. So this episode has been inspired by the most recent WAP video. And, you know, this podcast episode is going to be quite different from what a lot of you all probably have been hearing. And what I mean by that, I'm not going to be bashing Cotty. I'm not going to be bashing Megan. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to come on this podcast episode and bash anybody. So that's not the energy I'm going to come with at all. But I am going to come with some truth. And I am going to come with some facts. And I am going to come just trying to spread insightful information to my people. As I always state in my podcast episodes, think critically about what I say. I don't expect you all to take everything and run with it, but think critically about what I say. So let's dive in. So the WAP video, it stands for wet ass pussy. And this video has been causing a lot of controversy, you all. Some people love the video, some people love the song, and some people absolutely hate the video. They hate the song and they hate the message behind it all. And, you know, we have seen music like this before. So, Cardi and Megan, they're not the first female rappers, excuse me, they're not the first rappers to put music out like this at all. Little Kim, back in the 90s, she was very explicit and sexual with her music. Very, very and highly explicit and sexual with her music, right? Um, So we've seen this before from past rappers, but for some reason, um, it being Cardi and Megan, it really has a lot of people in an uproar, right? And And I personally think there are several reasons why this video... And this particular song has a lot of people saying, all right, we're, 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 enough is enough. We're getting tired of seeing this. So I do believe that women can express themselves in any way that they choose to express themselves. I feel like women are fed up, regardless of the race, women are fed up by society, you know, trying to, you know, restrain them and confine them and tell them what they can do or what they can't do, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, that many women are just like, you know what? I am so tired of it all. I want to do me and I want to live my life and I don't care if it comes off rebellious or if you like it or not, this is me. I think a lot of women 
are just going down that path. And I understand that. You know, I am a woman personally where I don't like to be told what to do. I don't. You know, I like to live my own life on my own terms. And if I make my own mistakes, I made my own mistakes, right? Um, so I get it. I get why women more than ever now are like, no, I want to do my own thing. At the same time, like my uncle always says, with every choice that we make in life, there's a price to pay. And oftentimes when we go on that path where, you know, we just want to do our own thing, we fail to realize that, you know, sometimes, you know, our actions can negatively impact other people and impact other people's lives. Um, and whether these women care or not, whether they aspire to be role models or not, that is the truth. You know, it, re- it really is the truth. So a lot of people are tired of this video. A lot of people are tired of seeing this image, but a lot of people are tired of seeing this image portrayed on rappers nowadays, rappers that are women nowadays. They're tired of it. You got to think about it. This is the only portrayal we're really starting to see. Yeah, we know there's Rhapsody that, you know, has more of, you know, I don't know if she would want to be in the conscious rap lane, but she's more of a, definitely of a lyrical rapper, right? Um, But other than that, you know, a lot of the more, um, the women that are in rap that are being pushed out into the mainstream forefront, these are women that have really you know, raunchy lyrics and raunchy songs and sexual personas, right? And, you know, a lot of people are just tired of seeing that sort of image being portrayed. You know, I'll be quite frank, you know, I like Megan. I'm a Megan Thee Stallion fan. Um, But at the same time, you know, I do understand that that is the only image that we're really seeing from women in rap is just them being really raunchy and them being really, really sexual, right? Um, and we're not seeing, you know, there's no versatility. That, that's what people are starting to notice. There's no versatility. You know, yeah, you could be like in, in hip hop when it comes to men. Yeah, but men, you know, they talk about, you know, this and that. They talk about that, which I definitely agree with. And, you know, I definitely think there's a, absolutely a double standard in hip hop when women speak sexually or when men speak sexually. You know, there's definitely been a lot of men and a lot of male, males that are in hip hop that have been really upset about this song. But it's like, all right, there's been many of men that have been music about this in the past. So we got to keep that same energy, right? But we're talking about the women right now. So there's a lack of versatility, you know, in the male with males and hip hop. There's versatility there. There is. Whether we have men that are rapping raunchy lyrics or saying sexual stuff, there is still versatility in hip hop when it comes to men. But for women, there's not there's no versatility, especially for black women. In this 2020 era I'm talking about. So I'm not saying, oh, let's go back to the 90s. Nope. I'm talking about in 2020 right now, there is a lack of versatility for women that are in mainstream hip hop. I'm not talking about underground artists that are still trying. Nope. I'm talking about in mainstream hip hop, there is a lack of versatility. And that is what people are really starting to notice. There's no Lauren Hill, you know? They, they, they annihilated that immediately. They didn't like what Lauren Hill was standing for. Are you kidding? You think the music industry really liked what Lauren Hill was standing for? Why do you, why do you think she went down that downworld spiral? 
You know what I mean? They they didn't like the, what, what Lauren Hill was standing for at all. Lauren Hill was a beautiful, dark-skinned sister who had dreads, who could rap, who could sing. I'm talking about what? Beyond talented. I remember being a kid and just watching my cousin, who was a teenager at the time, rap Lost One. It's funny how money changed the situation. She would be in the car rapping that song like, what? With pride. Rewinding it like, now I got to listen to that again. (laughs) She just loved Lauryn Hill and what she stood for. A lot of black women did, but a lot of black men did too. You think the music industry really wanted someone like that? No. And why do you think we haven't seen a black woman like that since? Even Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, are you kidding? Yes, she wasn't raunchy or sexual, but Missy Elliott was the unconventional black woman. So for many black women that are unconventional, like myself, what? Missy Elliott was an inspiration. An inspiration, you all. What? We don't have anybody like that nowadays, like Missy Elliott. That's in main, I'm talking about in mainstream hip hop. Yeah, we consider consider someone like maybe Tierra Whack. And I know Lizzo really likes, you know, Missy Elliott, but even Lizzo... To be in the mainstream hip-hop arena, she had to be really, really sexual. Missy didn't have to do that. Missy did not have to do that. And whether people question Missy's sexuality or not, because I know that's something that people always had to question, Missy's talent spoke for itself. Missy's creativity spoke for itself. And having that versatility in women in hip-hop, it really made a lot of young black girls say, wow, black women could be so many things. You know, we don't always just have to be this sexy, raunchy image that society really wants us to be. We could be so many things because we are so many things. We are. The thing is, a lot of black women, they agree with the lyrics that are in the WAP song. They agree. I, I, I get it. You know, those lyrics, I'm listening to like, dang, you know, when you have a guy, you do want to do those things. At the same time, I want black women to be portrayed in a different light. Yeah, we are sexual and sensual beings, but we are so much more than that. But society only wants us to be portrayed in that Jezebel eye. Not even in a sensual eye, in this very shameless way. They want us to be portrayed in this shameless, shameless way. And so now you might ask, Key, you just mentioned the Jezebel spirit, the Jezebel. What do you mean by that? So the meaning of a Jezebel is a morally unrestrained woman or a shameless woman or a wicked woman. And that is the image that the music industry wants to have when it comes to women in hip hop. That is the image that they want. You know, that is it. I don't know if Cardi and Megan are aware of it. You know, I think that they are smart women. So I think they have an idea. I really do. But that's the image that, you know, the white men that are behind those women, that is the image that they want. 
They want black women to be portrayed in that very shameless way. They do. Because the thing is, you know, although a lot of women are like, nah, you know, this is really empowering. This is making a, it's, it's not. It, it's, it's not empowering. It, it's not. And, you know, although, you know, people are saying, oh, this is empowering women. At the end of the day, this falls on no one else's back but black women. People are going to start to portray black women like that. And then, you know, black women are going to wonder, oh, dang, why can't I get a man? Why people ain't taking me seriously? It's because of these, the way society wants to portray us. That's why. You know, and I know there are some sisters that are like, you know what? We got to stop caring about, you know, what men think and doing things just for men. I totally understand that. But if we have these really shameless images that are being portrayed in society, right? What, what, what high value man is going to want a woman like that? Really think about that. I know Tory Lanez and Megan, they had a thing and they had a fling, but I don't consider Tory Lanez a high value man at all, at all. So it goes back to that point. What high value man is going to want a woman like that? And I, and like I said, I am a fan of Megan. I am a fan of her. And I, and I think Megan is a talented, talented, talented rapper. When I see Megan dressed up nice, I'm like, oh, there we go, Meg. There we go. But I know that the music industry wants to portray this image on Megan for a reason. Because they want other black women to see themselves in that way. In that Jezebel spirit. And, I'm, and although I'm not the biggest fan of Cardi B, I know that she has a lot of black women that are fans of her. And in the same way, they portray her in that life for the same reason. The same reason. So, you know, although, you know, a lot of women are thinking this is female empowerment, when it all settles, you'll realize uh, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. You know, it was even I, I was reading a comments um, that people were saying online about it. And even this exotic dancer said, I'm an exotic dancer. And even I thought the lyrics were very, very raunchy. There's a difference between sexy, sensual and raunchy. And, I, and, I, and then people people ain't understanding that. I, there's nothing wrong with black women coming across as sexy and sensual, baby. Come on now. There is nothing wrong with that. That's when we are in our pure feminine power, honey child. So there's nothing wrong with that. But raunchy? Why do we always have to be the raunchy one? Why do we always have to be that Jezebel spirit? In these music videos that, you know, or in the, in the music industry. Why are, you know, women in hip hop... Why are they constantly being portrayed in that way? You know, so that that is my first point there. You know, like, where is the versatility? You know, where is it? And I think that's what really is getting people to wonder and question. Like, dang, even, you know, in a pandemic, this is the type of music that we have coming out. 
And I'm going to dive into, into that point later on in this podcast episode. But point two I want to go into is, you know, people have been arguing and stating that these women are not role models and that they are free to express themselves how they want. And, you know, I, once again, I hear it. You know, I feel like people are free to express themselves how they want. But as I stated before, you know, with every choice we make in life, there's a price to pay. Right? And... You know, a lot of celebrities love to say, I am not a role model. I am not a role model. I am not a role model. And Michelle Obama, shout out to Michelle Obama because she kept it real. I forget what um, panel discussion it was on where someone was interviewing her. And Michelle said, one thing I can't stand is when public figures say, I am not a role model. She said, yes, you are. When you are in the public eye, whether you like it or not, you are a role model. People are looking up to you. People are inspired by you. And I said, Michelle, thank you. Thank you. I've been saying that to people for years, for years, for years. These public figures know they are role models. They just, they just like, dang, I can't deal with the pressure of it. Dang, I can't deal with it. People, when you're in that sort of arena where you know, you have a lot of influence and a lot of people are looking up to you. You are a role model, whether you like it or not. And Cardi and Megan, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, they're not role model. Yes, they are. Whether Cardi or Megan, whether they want to be role models or not, these women are role models. These women are role models. To black women my age, to even black women older than me, to black women younger than me, and even young black girls. Young black girls. And, you know, this video and this song, this will, this will impact one of these groups of people that I just mentioned. Whether it's the young black girls, whether it's the black women that are my age, or even the black women that are older than me. This is going to impact somebody, right? And these are things that we really have to think about. And yeah, I am in full agreement that it is definitely up to the parents of young children, you know, and young black girls to censor the music that they listen to. I definitely believe in that wholeheartedly. At the same time, come on. Teenage girls, teenage girls look up to these two women. They do. So we have teenage girls now saying wet ass pussy, wet ass pussy. And teenage black girls, they're going to see themselves in that light. And that is going to do, this type of stuff does more detriment to the community. Because it psychologically affects us. Remember, the theme here is psychological warfare. It psychologically affects many of us. It not only makes many black girls see themselves in that way, it also makes society see black women in that way. Y- y- y'all get it? So this, this, is, this is real. This, this goes deep. So I really understand why some people have had their reservations about this. I do, but at the same time, when it comes to men in hip-hop, 
Y'all can't be getting mad at these women making this type of music when men in hip-hop have also been making this type of music. So we got to keep that same energy. We really do. We got to keep that same energy. But, yeah, we, we, we got to be honest here. You know, this is going to affect young black girls and some black women. It is. You know, it, it, it really is. And... um. One thing I also meant, I also realized, you know, while I was watching this video is the way the black women were portrayed in the video versus how Kylie Jenna was portrayed in the video. So I know that there was a whole big ruckus about Kylie Jenna being in the video. I'll be quite honest. I don't really know what the whole uh, hubbub is of Kylie Jenna. I don't know um, why people have such an issue with her. I'm not saying I am a fan of this woman. I just don't really understand what the um, issue is with her. I, I know that she is a culture vulture, but there's so many culture vultures out. It's like, once again, we got to keep that same energy. We got to keep that same energy. So, yeah, I don't really know what it is with Kylie Jenner, but, you know, a lot of people were so frustrated with the girl being in the video that they made a petition to get her out of the video. And y'all, I'm not even going <laughs> to... That, that had me cracking up. That, I said, these fans are out of control. <laughs> I said, these fans are out of control. So these fans went and created a petition to get Kylie Jenner out of the video, right? But a lot of people were saying like, wow, I thought Kylie was going to come and rap. All Kylie did was come and just walk down the aisle. Kylie didn't even do anything. Like, all she did was walk down the hall. Like, you know, like, and she, did, she didn't even do nothing. And in my mind, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, that's a huge symbolism right there. The white woman just has to show up to get attention. The white woman just showed up, wore her sexy outfit, and walked seductively down the hallway radiating her feminine aura right she 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 walked down the hallway you know like a a madam of a brothel like she was superior to the black woman and 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 the latino latina woman that were also featured in the video because kylie jenner was the only white woman the other woman they were either black or they were latina so here you have this white woman walking down the hall and then opening up doorways, right? And then you have the black and Latina woman um, dancing and gyrating, doing all this stuff, in, you know, in the, in the rooms to get attention, right? And, and, and that to me was a big symbolism that I feel like a lot of people are missing. A lot of people are missing. That, that's the way society is trying to portray it. It's like, look at white women up. Like they're really trying to let, they really are, want black women and also I guess Latina women to believe white women are above y'all and they will forever be above y'all. Y'all have to do the most to get attention. The white woman can just show up and walk down the hall. That, that, that is what people I think should have really been talking about. Not just getting her out of the video altogether how she was portrayed in the video versus how the black woman and the Latina woman were portrayed in the video. 
Kylie just showed up. That's all she did. And we know that she was brought in on the video, um, you know, to for marketing, right? For marketing. Kylie Jenner, whether people like her or not, people of the Gen Z generation love her. She has tons of followers on Instagram, right? She's probably one of the most well-known people in that Kardashian-Jenner family, other than Kim. So, you know, I understand, you know, they, they wanted to put her in the video for marketing, but look at how they put her in the video versus how they put the other woman in the video, y'all. Look at that. And some people might think, oh, nah, y'all always looking too deep. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. The signs are right in front of us. You know, some of us, you know, just choose to see it and some of us choose to ignore it and some of us just don't see it at all. Some of us just don't see it at all. But honestly, you know, she walked down the hall like I am the HBIC. I am the head bitch in charge. I'm the head bitch in charge. I don't got to wind up and, and you know, I, you know, I ain't saying winding up is bad. Y'all I like to whine and stuff. I'm Caribbean, but bear with me now. You know, I'm talking about the fact that they had to dance and do all that type of stuff in the video. And Kylie did it. <laughs> But yeah, you know, Kylie's like, I didn't have to, you know, wind up and, and, and do all this stuff and touch on myself or whatever to get attention. All I had to do was just walk down the hall. So that to me, you know, is, is clear, clear, clear symbolism, my people. It's clear symbolism. You know, society, you know, you, you know society really does not want black women to be portrayed in a positive light. And black women have to understand that they don't. That's why they, they, I told you, that's why they wanted to get Lauren out. You know, they do not like black women to be portrayed in a positive light or manner. They do not like when black women show dignity or self-love. They don't like that at all. And they will push that Jezebel agenda forward and forward. They will. Because that's how they want black women to feel about themselves. But that's how they want society to feel about black women. Psychological warfare. Psychological warfare, you all. And, you know, that's why, you know, they didn't really push. They didn't really show Dorothy Dandridge any love back in the 1950s. You know, Dorothy Dandridge... I recently watched a documentary with her in this quarantine and wow, a beautiful, stunning black woman, but she went through a lot. She went through a lot and, you know, Hollywood, you know, it it was really tough for her being a a black woman in Hollywood. The the black men didn't want to date her because they were too busy chasing after the white woman. And then the white men that did date her, you know, they wasn't treating her right. And Dorothy Dandridge, like if you go and look up a picture of Dorothy, she was a a stunning black woman. She carried herself well. She dressed nice. She looked, I mean, a beautiful black woman, beautiful black woman, right? To the point you look at a picture like that and you say to yourself, the brothers didn't want you. What? 
what? And it's like, imagine if Dorothy was a different image, right? I'm sure men probably still wouldn't have wanted her if she was that Jezebel image, right? But she would have been pushed in a different way. She would have been pushed in a different way. She would have. She would have. And I know people have been saying, well, you know, in terms of this song, WAP, well, even in the 1950s or in the 60s, there was, you know, women that were singing about this type of music and stuff like that. But were they in the mainstream? No. Y'all had to go and search and dig for them songs about them singing about dick and stuff like that on a banjo. Y'all had to go really, really go and search for that. These women are mainstream. We don't got to search for Cardi. We don't got to search for Megan. They're mainstream, y'all. <laughs> mainstream. That's why it's mentioned. I'm not talking about underground artists. I'm talking about mainstream where everybody is seeing these people, whether they are fans of them or not. We even got conservatives talking about them. Why? Because these women are mainstream. Conservatives are not, are not going to talk about no underground hip-hop artists. Mainstream. Mainstream. Mainstream has the most influence on society. So yeah, you know, Dorothy. They didn't want Dorothy, you know. The black men at that point in time were, you know, chasing after the white woman, trying their hardest to get integrated into white society that went Hollywood. And the white men, yeah, they found Dorothy attractive, but, you know, they didn't really like the fact that Dorothy carried herself well. Why? Because society does not like when black women have dignity and self-love. They don't. It it just really disturbs some people, people. I'm letting y'all know this straight up. They don't like it at all. They want black women to be portrayed as shameless beings. Straight up. That is what they want. So I'm about to dive into my next point here. So we are in a pandemic, right? And I know, you know, a lot of y'all like ducky, we know. <laughs> but we are in a pandemic. And with us being in a pandemic, the vibration of the world is very low right now. It is very, 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 very low. Very low. Very low. Very low. And music, it does a lot to our vibration. It does. It influences us more than many of us realize, right? So I also think, you know, a lot of a lot of people have been having a difficult time digesting this song during this point of life because the song is low vibrational. And when you are in a low vibrational state, you don't want music that's going to keep you in a low vibrational state. I think some people, there were people that were even saying, I expected something different out of this collaboration. I was one of those people. 
I wasn't expecting them to do a song like this, although I know that that is, you know, these are two women that can make music like this, right? I was expecting something different, especially, you know, due to the times, right? Like, no, no, you can, you can, if you're in, if you enjoy this song, yeah, you can wind up in your room about it. You can dance to this song, you know, I guess with your friends or with your boyfriend, but you can't go to the club safely and, and really dance to this song. You get what I mean? We're in a pandemic. So why not make something that really empowers and inspires the people? Look at even little baby. Little Baby went and made a song to really empower, inspire the people. And people will probably be like, dang, you know, I feel like he was pandering. No, I feel like Little Baby was making music that related to the times. That is what musicians really should be doing. Have music that relates to the times, man. Those are the type of songs that really empower people. Marvin Gaye, his most famous, famous album related to the times it related to the times you all and people were hesitant for him to put that out barry gordy who was the founder of motown was very very hesitant for marvin gay to put out that album very very hesitant and it ended up being his best selling album to date And it was a revolutionary album. He was speaking about things pertaining not only to the times, but to our people, black people. So it is, you know, music, it it, it really does a lot to our subconscious, you all. And to our vibration. So for a lot of people, what they're really annoyed about is the fact that, dang, this song just kind of got me. In a lower state of vibration. This video got me in a lower state of vibration. We also got to remember, a lot of people, their consciousness is awakening during this pandemic. So a lot of people are looking at things that they used to like in a different way. There are a lot of women that used to love, you know, when Cardi would do those things before, would love when Megan would do those things before. And they're now like, dang, I don't, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to be portrayed in this manner anymore because they are awakening people's consciousness are elevating during this pandemic and they're viewing things and seeing things for what they are or seeing things in a different way so you know like i stated before there are a lot of factors here right but us being in a pandemic and all of us being in a you know feeling this low vibrational state right for some people, seeing that video and listening to that song, it irritated them more than others. It really did. It really did. And so that's just something that we need to think about and we need to keep in mind. You know, we are already in a low vibrational state as a whole, as a country, even as a world. So some people, you know, they're really looking for high, high vibrational energy right now. And, you know, many musicians, they, they can provide that with their music, right? Many musicians back in the day used to provide that, 
excuse me, with their music, right? So a lot of people are looking at it in that way. Like, man, you know, I, I want, you know, I don't want something that's keeping me in a lower vibration. I'm also raising up my consciousness and looking at, you know, this whole Jezebel image in a different way and in a different manner. I realize that there is an agenda that's being pushed and it's not really about woman empowerment or female empowerment. There is an agenda that is being pushed. So a lot of people are starting to realize that because we are in this pandemic. And that is an important, important point, you know, that I think, you know, a lot of people really haven't, you know, realized like, you know, a lot of people want joy and happiness now and they, you know, and, and, they, and they want music that will uplift them. And although people are like, dang, like, what do you expect? Cardi and Meg, you know, they don't always do that song. Well, Cardi did have a song. Be careful. Be careful with me. I think it's called. I'm sorry to any fans, you know, I, I, be careful, right? Be careful with me. And, um, you know, a lot of women like that song. A lot of women really did like that song, you know? So, you know, these artists, you know, they, they can put that type of music out, right? So people are wondering, why not now? Why not now during the pandemic? Why not now? So going on to my next point, the imagery in the video. So whether you are someone that is religious, spiritual, um, if you're not spiritual, you know, if you're not religious, um, you know, this video, it, it, it had imagery in that video that was sa- satanic imagery. I'm going to keep it just frank and honest. And, you know, I know a lot of people um, have been mentioning that, you know, the music industry, um, you know, there's a lot of s- satanic symbolism and, you know, the Illuminati and, the, you know, a lot of satanic worship in the music industry. And, you know, there was always a lot of talk of the Illuminati, always a lot of talk of that. Right. And, you know, I know sometimes, you know, we wonder, is the music industry just playing with us and putting out these imageries? And, you know, are they really, you know, Satan worshipers or, you know, are they just letting us know who they are? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. But one thing I do know is that if people are putting out imagery in videos, that is all I need to know. And... The imagery from the beginning to the end of the video. Anybody that, like I said, you know, if if you like, I know there are different people that are listening to this podcast. So some of y'all are going to be religious. Some of y'all are not. That's why I mentioned in in the beginning, like whether you fall on, on, on that line, it is very important for you to understand that there's imagery being put out in these songs and these videos. That's what I'm getting across. It is very important. Okay. Very, very important. Um, you know, I, I listened to the song. I remember when I listened to the song one time and I watched that video one time and I said to my friend, 
why that song kept replaying in my head. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. Over and over and over that kept replaying. And then I'm looking, researching. I'm seeing people saying I felt like the video was trying to hypnotize me and stuff. I say, listen now. And and spiritually, every time that, that I would I would you know I would hear that in my head, I just was like, this ain't right. This ain't right. We're seeing a lot of black and white going on in the video. There's a I'm, y'all. There's a lot of imagery in that video, and so that's another thing. On top of the portrayal, right? Now we have this dark imagery. And a lot of people were noticing that. We have this dark imagery now that's associated now with black women in this video. In this video. This is not female empowerment, y'all. This is an illusion. And y'all gotta, we gotta open up our eyes and see what's going on. This is not the female empowerment that we want. I know we want female empowerment. And I know we love female empowerment. I, I know that. For the, for the black women that are listening, I know that. I know that. But sisters, this is not it. This is something else. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that because... I'm not comfortable talking about that sort of stuff. You know, I'll be frank. You know, I come from a very spiritual family, y'all. You know what I mean? I come from some real spiritual Caribbean people. I don't like talking about that stuff too much. So I'm not going to go too, too deep. There's a lot of people that go very, very deep talking about the symbolism and stuff of that. But nah, like I'm just going to be the person letting y'all know what it is, but allowing y'all to go deeper on your own and to research that stuff yourself straight up straight up so we're getting ready to wrap this podcast episode up and as i stated before as you can see you know this is no attack on cardi or megan at all you know i know that you know These women want to be successful. These women want to make it. And, you know, I know, you know, for Megan, I know that she had always wanted to be a rapper. And she she looked up to her mom, who was an underground rapper, you know. So I know she had always wanted to chase this dream. I do. But the way that these women are being portrayed it is a detriment to the black community. And like I said, when they control the mind, they control the body. These people will try to control black minds any way they can. And, and the best way they've done it was with, is with music, right? I'm going to talk about black men in hip hop. I will. Because, you know, y'all know that that's one of the main reasons why so many gangs started emerging in the 90s, right? Is because of the music. And now I get it, you know, some of the brothers want to um, want to rap about the experiences and when they want to, you know, rap about their lives. I get it. And same for the woman. I get it. 
But look at what it does to the community, you all. That is what I want you all to understand. Look at what it does to the community psychologically. Look at what it does. Look at what it does. Now we have tons of gangs all around. Tons of gangs in all different states. You know, come on. And those same rappers that were rapping about all those things, telling y'all to go shoot and kill, they got mansions. They ain't doing that no more. They got butlers. They got maids. They ain't doing that no more. They ain't doing that no more. So, you know, we, 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 we got to always wonder that. How did hip hop go from conscious hip hop to all of a sudden we talking about, you know, how do, how do we go from there? And I know everybody doesn't like the conscious hip hop. I get it. But what happened to it? That's all I'm saying. What happened to it? What happened to it? This society will never want black people to elevate their consciousness, you all. And they will use different ways to psychologically bring us down. And music is one of the greatest ways they use it. And, you know, what people also have to understand is back in the day, there was no social media. Now we got social media. So now the influence is way different. It is different, especially with social media. People be so influenced by what they see on social media, not just young girls, but even adults, adults be so influenced, you know? So there is an agenda that is being pushed in the music industry, there is. And that's something that we have to realize. There is. And it's this Jezebel image that they want black women to be portrayed as, but most importantly, to see themselves as. They want black women, like me and the sisters that are listening right now, to feel that way. To feel that way. And to see themselves in that way. Straight up. They don't want you to be a Dorothy Dandridge and, 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 and dress all nice and, and care about yourself and have dignity. You know, they don't know. They don't want that. Why, why do you think they're not trying to push more women to be inspired to be like Michelle Obama's? Michelle Obama, why do you think they don't, they ain't pushing more black women to, to be inspired to be like that? They don't want black women to be that way. They want black women to solely be the Jezebel image. Honestly, I can guarantee if there was, you know, Cardi and Megan, but there was other black women that were in hip hop too. And they, you know, you know, were different and they were, you know, it was just more versatility. It would, it would, it would be different. The, the, um... The way people are reacting to this WAP video, it would be a little, a little different. And why I say a little is because of the fact that people would know, all right, there's versatility in women in hip hop. This is how Cardi and Meg are portrayed, but there's other sisters that are portrayed in different ways. 
No, there's no other portrayal but them. That is the only, because that is how they want black women to see themselves. That is it. That is it. That is it. They want black women to see themselves in that way. Straight up. Straight up. So, you know, it it is really, really, really important for us to realize that, you know, and this, this harms no one but the black community, one, but also black women. Black women, they want to keep us the lowest on the totem pole. They do. They do, sisters, they do. Like I said, I know we are sexy. I know we are sensual. I know that. I know that. But we are so much more than just that, black woman. We are. We really are. Why do you think so many black women are like, dang, stop calling us strong. We actually have emotions. We actually can be vulnerable because we are trying to say we are so much more than just these labels that y'all are putting on us. And that's a label, sisters. That's a label. That Jezebel image is a label that they want to put on all of us. They want society to see us in that light and they want us to see us in that light. And although there are some of us that are like, oh, no, 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 I know that that's not me. Some of us will see ourselves in that way or aspire to be that way. And mind you, these women have money. You know, so it's like they, they're, they're not, they don't want to be portrayed in the Jezebel image when they go out with their fancy rich friends, but they'll do that, you know, for music or for the music, you know, industry, right? Or for the videos, right? For you to act like that. But do you think they're acting like that all the time is what I'm saying? So, you know, as I mentioned before, Think critically about what I say, but understand that I'm coming from a place of care, y'all. I really am. I'm coming from a place of care. Imagine if Cardi and Megan, they had, you know, it was, it was just a different setup, a different song, two of them spitting out some real lyrical stuff. You know what I mean? Well, yo, people would be like, wow, this is this is crazy popping. But why, you know, do we as black women have to do the most in the music industry like that to get attention? Why did Car- Kylie Jenner just get to walk down the hallway? The same person that people really wanted to get out of that video. But everybody else is, is doing the most to get attention. Even the people whose song it is. They had to do the most to get attention. While Kylie just had to walk down the hallway. Think about that. And there was a man man that said online, the crazy thing is she looked the most feminine out of anybody. And she did. 
She did. So, you know, my people, like I said, we are diving in with this psychological warfare discussion. We are, we are getting into some really deep, 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 deep topics. Black men, we're going to be talking about black men, not only in hip hop, but we're going to be just talking about a lot of things pertaining to the brothers. Okay. Because just in the same breath, society does not want the best for black women and they want black women to be portrayed in a certain light. The same way with black men, the same way with black men. Which is why it is so important for us as black people to not only liberate our minds, right, but to love ourselves. It is so important. And I know we might not always agree as people, right? We might not always agree. But the basis will always remain. It is so important for each and every one of us to strive to liberate our minds and to strive to love ourselves, you all, unconditionally, and to love our blackness and to have dignity and pride in ourselves. It really, it's, it's so important. And to also have ownership of our craft. Because how, how did the music industry, you know, how did all these white people end up taking over hip hop? They're behind the scenes. Yeah, they're not in the forefront, but they're behind the scenes. How did they end up taking over hip hop like this? How do we, how do we let that happen as a community? You know, so these are things we have to really think about. But community, I really hope that you all found this episode insightful. I I really, really do. I really hope that you all understand that in no way, shape or form, once again, was I coming at Cardi or Megan? You know, I never I don't want I I don't want to come at and, and my people straight up. I don't. But I want to be honest. Right. Um, I do. And I know there's controversy with whether um, some people think Cardi B is not black. I, you know, she's an Afro um, Latina. Um, so, you know, and she considers herself black. So I am going to say that she's black. So you all really, really think about what I said. Really, really think about this episode and really understand that this is not female empowerment at all. This is an agenda. Take the veil, move the veil and and see things for what they are. See things for what they are. So you all, the theme once again, remember is psychological warfare. And we are going to be diving in for the next several weeks, really talking about this theme. And the biggest mission after we dive deep is that you all really realize how much psychological warfare has harmed the black community. That is my biggest mission after diving in. 
I need everybody that is listening to these podcast episodes after they listen for them to be like, damn, we talk so much about systematic oppression. We talk so much about discrimination, but psychological warfare. This plays a role. This plays a serious role. I, that's the biggest mission. That is the biggest, biggest mission. So before I go, I just want to say community, you know, thank you so much for tuning in to these podcast episodes. I really, really appreciate you all. I really, really, truly do. And I honestly hope that these episodes, but most importantly, this community, you know, I really hope that this all just grows. I really do. I really, really just my biggest mission is to really cultivate a strong community with this podcast and I know that it's going to happen and I really really am just so grateful for everybody that is a part of this community thus far continue to share the podcast episode with your friends your family your social networks continue to share the episodes out also do not forget to follow the podcast Instagram platform so that is Black Millennial Revolution on Instagram as I stated before I am on Twitter but I am also not really on Twitter, right? So I really wanted to know um, if Twitter is a platform that many of you all rather me use, because if so, I will just, you know, build that platform. But I, you know, I was thinking, all right, nah, I should just start with Instagram first um, and then build Twitter later. So, you know, but still let me know if more of the community is on Twitter, I will start to just build both of them at the same time. But community... As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And I hope you all tune in to another one. Bye now.